1: Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hey, stick with
2: me for a second. If you're interested in listening to all the things we offer on our Patreon page, here's exactly how you can do that. For just $15 per month at Patreon.com slash show you can get the ultimate edition of the podcast and it's entirely commercial-free. The Ultimate Edition includes the Shadow Docket at the end, exactly as we record the show. Plus, you get the exclusive Friday After Party with me and Kimberly. You get to post your own blogs in the Member post tab. You get to download the app and participate in the new Chat Room feature, and a whole lot more, all for just $15 per month. Plus, you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. bobseskashow.com or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. That's the website. Go sign up there, and now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. This shit's getting way too complicated for me. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, November 16, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi there, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi, day 1030 of the Biden-Harris administration, 354 days into the twenty-four presidential election. You can find me on Instagram at Seska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go, spoutable Bob Seska, threads, the Bob Seska also are you getting all this patreon dot and sit right over there for now it's the goth ninjas yeah it is uh jody hamilton she's the executive producer of the stephanie miller show stephanie miller.com patreon.com slash stephanie miller also david ferguson his music project is astral summer patreon.com slash astral summer hi so, yeah, shit's getting way too complicated as the uh, as the president said at the top of the show. It is one of those days where everything is going haywire except for my setup. So, Jody's board crashed. What is that oh, noise? Dude, what was that? That, is the, that was me saying You're never going to learn. Why? It's like right. the one thing
3: you never say at the, you work at the right. hospital, Shush. you work at the restaurant, you never say, sure, it's quiet tonight, because that is guaranteed to drive, like, you know, a freight train into a school bus full of children. <laughs> right. And you're going to end up with people bleeding out in the aisles. It's like, no, you never say, well, so far, so good. Well, you. <laughs> dingus.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the school bus of children is already dead. Jody's board zotsed out and yeah, blew a gasket y-
3: you say that but you could completely toast this right in the middle be like shit I lost our backup too it,
2: it can't get any worse now <laughs> it can't get any worse Bob jo- Jody you're on your teeny tiny laptop microphone David you have to bail out in like 40 minutes for a doctor's appointment yeah
3: sorry guys
2: okay I'm, fi- I'm
3: getting to see the pain specialist like they originally were like yeah we can see you in December and I'm like oh god <laughs> I really don't want to need you anymore by then
2: you okay you like
3: <laughs> so they got me in today because somebody canceled. So yeah, thank yeah. you for whoever you are for canceling or dying or whatever you did.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with the pain specialist this afternoon. Hopefully get, they get to the bottom of your awful, awful, painful toe.
3: PTPT Prince the Purple Toe.
2: The ongoing toes saga. Well, OK, where do we start here? Mark Wayne Mullen versus Teamster Sean O'Brien. It's one of those things where we're just going to talk about this right at the top of the show because it's been a couple of days. It was one of those things where, like what happens on this show on a regular basis, as soon as we finish recording, all hell breaks loose. It was like the ending of Blazing Saddles. Dom DeLuise is there. There are pie fights and (laughs) Nazis all around. It's just, it's insanity. So uh, and that's what happened in Congress. Here is uh, Mark Wayne Mullen versus Teamster Pat O'Brien. No, it's Sean O'Brien. Mm-hmm. So here's this audio, in case you haven't heard it yet. This is your Republican Party.
4: Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company, myself and my wife. This
2: is, by the way, this is Mark Wayne. And and by the way, the rest of the show, uh, my name is Bob Wayne. That's Jody yeah, Wayne.
3: I never trust anybody with the, who uses their middle name as the... Like, just in common parlance. Like, yeah. It'd be like me going around being James David. Yeah, right. I mean, Mark Wayne. It sounds like a fucking assassin, dude. Yeah. Like, you used all three <laughs> names. You're either a serial killer, John Wayne Gacy, or an assassin, mm-hmm. Lee Harvey Oswald. So go on,
2: Mark Wayne. Yeah, and by the way, you are now T-Rex Wayne.
3: I'm in the office because
4: I sure remember working pretty hard in long hours.
3: Oh, wait, is this where he tells us he's a self-made man? Oh, Oh, yeah, Yeah, of course. You know, Virginia Woolf described James Joyce as a self-made man, and she said, you know how they are. (laughs) (laughs) Clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be.
4: Quit the Tough Guy Act and these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy.
2: All right, so he's reading a thing that was posted by Sean O'Brien on social media and he's getting pissed off about it. Like the teeny tiny diaper baby that he is. Like all Republicans playing the victim. Oh my God, woe is me. So sad, everybody cry for me. Someone was mean to me on Twitter. Just like their cult leader.
4: Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You wanna run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults, we can finish it here.
3: Okay, that's fine, perfect. You wanna do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. No, oh, stop it.
2: Is that your right. solution? Yeah, this is where Bernie Sanders, the only adult in the room, is like, hang on a second now. No more fighting. We cannot do this. This is a hearing. Oh,
3: it. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You okay. know yeah, oh, you're okay. a United States senator. Sit down. Actively. Oh,
5: okay,
4: okay, Sit down,
3: please. All right. Can, Can I respond? Oh, hold Jim. it. Hold it. If Hold we on. can no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time.
2: Okay. <laughs> can I respond? Oh, no, you yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can't. This is
3: a hearing.
2: It's a timeout for you. No juice boxes later. No more fisticuffs. This is what the eliminationist rhetoric, two decades of that, leads up to. This is an extension of everything that we've been talking about for years and years and years. I know it was a shit show. I know it's silly season is what this is. But the fact of the matter is that 20 years of putting crosshairs on people's campaign Mm -hmm. posters, shooting AR-15s at the Affordable Care Act and at the tax code, uh, you know, obviously all this time with Donald Trump and, you know, kick the crap out of him and I'll cover the legal bills and all that shit. Obviously, we get to this place where unless you're throwing down in a Senate hearing... You're not really on the team, are you? I mean, if you're a full-blown MAGA Republican, a fascist, then obviously you have to behave like this. Otherwise, the Red Hats are gonna go crazy. How did you, why did you let that guy get away with saying that to you? How dare you let that libtard or whatever, however they're gonna define Sean O'Brien, you know, uh, a communist (laughs) radical lefty. Exactly, (laughs) right. You don't want to, mm. you don't want to mess it up with Sean O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. Just looking at that guy, I mean, it's one of those things where if I think Mark Wayne Mullen punched him in the face, it would make like a metallic pinging noise, <laughs> and Mark or just Wayne Mullen would break every-
3: Just kind of sound-absorbing thump, <laughs> and you know, like punching the thing from Fantastic Four.
2: Yeah, exactly, exactly right. So, and of course, it's all just look how tough I am. Look how strong I am. That's the whole thing with the Republican Party, always telegraphing some sort of phony baloney strength. And it's always to make up for the fact that they're constantly whining and crying and playing the victim, right? It just, I think it's great that Bernie Sanders is the chairman of that committee and had uh-huh. to step in and break, break it all up because, uh, because he's a grown up. And these are children. Um, And then, of course, there were all kinds of other fracases that same day. Uh, The one thing I have to say about Kevin McCarthy was, yeah, very typical of Kevin McCarthy, gigantic coward that he is, sucker punching someone when their back is turned. He didn't punch them literally.
3: Wait, did he, wait, really? I thought that was just, like, Matt Gaetz just getting his, like, doing the, who was the guy that got punched or got gently pushed to the side by Maxine Waters Oh, not that get, was, um,
4: uh, what's his face, Burchett. Yeah. No, not Maxine Waters, I'm sorry. That was Burchett got pommeled <laughs> by uh, McCarthy the other day, so I forget who Maxine Waters supposedly yeah. jumped.
2: Well, what Kevin McCarthy was- did when the other guy's back was turned, he shoved him in the kidneys. Yeah. <gasps> would you just, it's, just it's such fucking punk. A- yeah, I know, exactly, that's what I mean. Isn't it perfect? Isn't that exactly what you would imagine Kevin McCarthy to do in a situation like that? And apparently Adam
4: Kinzinger uh, supports Burchett on this because apparently (laughs) McCarthy does this.
2: We're not even into 2024 yet. And just the dumb fuckery on display right now Mm -hmm. is off the charts. I can't even imagine once uh, the collision of all of these criminal trials versus the election and the conventions and all that shit starts to pile up and collide. It's going to be one of those things that's going to uh, both exhaust us and have us completely riveted. We've got to face the fact that our country is rapidly disintegrating into social media posturing, you know, brand awareness. OK, so I have a correction from my segment. You did, on- see,
3: did you see Marjorie Three Toes with uh, Christopher Ray from the FBI? Oh, yes, I've got that. Where tape he's for- like. Yeah, oh, we'll watch. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah,
2: you want to talk about that? Let's talk about that before I get to my oh, correction. Oh,
3: sure. It was such a self phone. I just, we have to, yeah.
2: Yeah, she is such a colossal moron. And this is not breaking news to anyone. We all know what Marjorie Taylor Greene's all about mm-hmm. and all of her deficits intellectually. Uh, here's Marjorie Taylor Greene going after Christopher Ray for something that he really has no control over. Were
1: you aware of this?
3: A as okay, I
2: said. so let's set this up. She's holding up a, a printout of what appears to be text messages or something that she posted on her Twitter feed. And uh-huh. I'm not sure exactly what those text messages are. Do we know? Do, Do we re- care? No, I don't. Oh, there, there,
4: there are text messages about, I want to say it's somebody that's like in the CIA or something or... Somebody that works in the federal government was texting back and forth, and she's just very upset that he doesn't look at Twitter.
3: Okay, so Well, it's then com- he said she just assumes that he's gonna know her Twitter account right. by heart, too. That's right. what cracks me up. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I've never seen that before. She's like, oh, have you not? Because I know you're looking at my Twitter.
2: Go, go on. <laughs> That's, I know, but it's completely irrelevant what she's showing. I mean, the, the point of all of this is to just once again illustrate how dumb she is. Were
1: you aware of this?
2: Congresswoman, as I said, I haven't seen the photos that you're holding up uh, before. <laughs> of
1: course. Maybe, well, I posted them on my Twitter account. It's it's public. You know, maybe. I you don't guys spend are... a lot
2: of time on Twitter. Well, me.
1: you know, you you sh- oh, I'm sure you do because uh, the Department of Homeland. Like- I'm sure you do, you big fat oh, liar. Oh, oh, don't lie to me.
2: Ah, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad, isn't it? You,
1: you. Sh- oh, I'm sure you do. Oh. Because the Department of Homeland Security, mm-hmm. and organized with other offices, has censored many Americans, including myself.
0: I'm not me- part of the Department of Homeland
1: Security. Uh, right, Mr. Ray. You should, <laughs> you should be, be, be interested. Right.
2: Yeah, whoops. <laughs> Yeah, You and so many other U.S. Americans are censoring me with the Department of Homeland Security that you obviously control and are lying to us right now about how you're actually the head of the FBI. But that's not true. So many Americans know you're a big, fat liar. What a dummy. So that was, yeah, that was the Marjorie Taylor Greene clip. Uh, It just...
3: Poor Christopher Ray. I mean, Christopher Ray, lifelong Republican, here you got me sympathizing for a guy who's holding public office with John Cougar hair. You know, from the <laughs> early 80s.
2: God, I've never heard that observation before, but you're exactly right. How did we
3: <laughs> How did we miss
2: that Christopher Ray has John Cougar melon hair? I don't know. How did
3: you dude? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right there in front of you.
2: I, well I'm just saying he's been on the public scene for quite some time now, and this is the first time I'm ever hearing that observation, because it's 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 perfect.
3: I feel like my parents are arguing, I hear
2: whispering. Yeah, and we are whispering too. It's like Whisper. something's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be prouder that Stephanie Miller really loves that Cultipraxapro bit that I did about Michelle Duggar. Should I play it? Because it's a long... I don't know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah, play it. Okay, yeah. Stephanie Miller really loves this bit that I did in 2015 about the Duggars when... Josh Duggar was initially nabbed. Oh, for,
3: we, I do remember this, where it's like the damn it all, or what's the name of the,
2: the yeah? Asian? It's called the the medication that they were on that I made up is called Caltapraxapro. Right, and and yeah, and so it was because the reason I made it is because when they were being interviewed around that time when the scandal first emerged, they were just so uh, uh, what would you call it? Catatonic. <laughs> I think that's a good yeah, word. Part of that,
3: like blank affect thing, is like yeah. part of the like submissiveness. Christian, like when Christian women, don't raise their voices. Right, right. They keep a submissive demeanor before their lord and master. Yeah, yeah. The husband of the house. Ha- you know, like
2: anyway. <laughs> exactly. Well, here's R- an. Let's let's roll the tape. Here's an example. Hello, and God bless. My name is Jim Bob Duggar from the hit television series, 19 Kids Encounter.
5: And, and I'm Michelle Duggar. I'm a human gestation pod for the Lord.
2: As you might have read, we've been victimized by an evil, devilish media scandal. The
5: media... Agenda...
2: Media... just. People have asked us, Wow, Jim Bob, how do you and Michelle stay so even-keeled and unaffected by all the turmoil and improper touching? Turmoil?
5: It's the devil's work.
2: Yes, it is, Michelle.
5: I like shoes. Shoes are fun.
2: Here's how we achieve our current state of glazed, vacant, emotionless bliss. From the folks at Quiverful Laboratory in Heber Springs, Arkansas, we've been taking all-new, maximum-strength Pro. Cultipraxipro.
5: Copra- <laughs>
2: right you are, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Maximum Strength Cultipraxapro <laughs> is a cocktail of the world's finest anti-anxiety and anti-psychotic medications including it's
5: Chloropromazine, Loxapac Drolaptin, perphenazine, Compazine, Fafris Abilify, Loracidone Seroquel, Zaprexa. Nipolept and Haloperidol.
2: Praise the Lord, there's an actual halo. Anaphranel, Norpramin, Sinequan, Trofranil, Marplan, <laughs> Nardil, MSAM, Parnate, Xanax, Libria, Clonopin, Valium, Ativan, and Serix. Depakote,
5: Lyrica, Narotin, Tenorman, Korgar, Provasic, Inderal, or Batacron,
2: Moban, Whisperol,
5: Selexa, Prozac, <laughs> Luvox, Zoloft, Prispeak. Cymbalta, Fetzema,
2: Elevil, Amioxin, Doxepin, Navaril, White Zinfandel, Chlorhex fenadryl Adipin, Vivictil, Humeryl, Valdoxin, Welbutrin, Metatone, and alpha Ethyltryptamine. Just take one Cultipraxapro with food. Oh, I take six or seven an hour. That's nice. My name is Michelle. <laughs>
5: do-da, do-da.
2: It's Cultipraxipro from Quiverful Labs, when prying just isn't enough to stun you into an anesthetized cult-like state of emotional paralysis. Consult your quiverful auditor before taking Cultipraxipro. You should not take six or seven pro per hour. Side effects include dry mouth, wet mouth, lifeless eyes, Jersey girl hair, the barfs, pins and needles, rocks and garbage, dizziness, euphoria, no sense of right and wrong, spastic tone, moral superiority, the clap, ferret face, hysterical deafness, crusty limb balls, lengthy toenails, ectopic ectoplasm, the side hugs, gingivitis, bigotry, volcanic sputum, waxy lips, pubic staining, lens flare, gargantuan epiglottis, intravenous demilo, finger hair, and. And lung butter. Cultipraxapro. Use only as recommended. <laughs> is
5: it time for me to say improper touching
2: again? Improper touching. Improper touching. It's improper touching. All right. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Was it worth it? Uh, but yeah, and some of those medications I made up. And I, I may have had a couple of drinks when I wrote that bit. I'm just saying, <laughs> just pulling back the curtain a little bit on that one. Speaking of Stephanie, I do have a correction for my segment on her show from the other day. Uh At some point, I was talking about the Republican record on, uh, what exactly was it? Oh, on recessions. I was talking about recessions and which party is in control of the White House when recessions occur. And I said, well, you know, a Republican's been president each of the last two recessions, right? They've presided over the, the last two recessions, including that gigantic one that started in 2007, 2008. And I realized after I got off that segment, I was like, oh, wait. There was one during George H.W. Bush, and then I thought about it a little more. I was like, wait, w- were there more? And then I looked it up. Yes, there has been a recession during every Republican presidency going back to William Howard Taft. That's, wow. an, that's an amazing bit of uh, political history and economic history, for that matter. And th- the reason this came up is because there are so many people And I don't know how many people there are, but there are I hear from quite a few people that are thinking about voting against Joe Biden because of inflation. And that is some Mm. kind of next level madness. That is the world's worst idea. Because at the very least, even if Donald Trump were just an entirely normal Republican coming in, just sort of your Mitt Romney style Republican, even if that were the case, the Republican history on recessions, on steep economic downturns is staggeringly awful. It's like every, every single president, every single Republican president you go down the list, Recession, recession, recession. It's an incredible thing. Um, So, yeah, so these people are making remarkably bad choices. If you're thinking about Mm. voting for a third-party candidate, that's going to make Donald Trump's presidency more likely. Uh, If you're thinking about voting for Donald Trump, what the hell is wrong with you, first of all? Oh, shit. Second of all, it's not going to solve inflation. I mean, you combine that with the fact... That Donald Trump and all the changes he plans to make, first of all, eliminating democracy, that would be the biggest one, I imagine, um, that's going to entirely destabilize the economy. That's going to make make it absolutely certain that whatever inflation there is, is going to go back up again. That's going to make sure that there are fewer jobs. Unemployment is going to go up. We will absolutely slip into a recession. This idea that, okay, well, there's inflation right now, 3.2%, and dropping, by the way, that is going to get worse. You don't look at something like that and go, okay, let's try those Republicans again, because you know what? It worked out so well last time. See also 2020. See also 2007, 2008. See also the early 1980s. This is a dumb, dumb, dumb idea, and I wrote a whole thing about all of this for the Banter newsletter, thebanter.substack.com, and I want everyone to use that, if you feel the need, use that as an aid to make this argument that voting for Donald Trump or a third-party candidate because bread is $2 a loaf is a remarkably shitty idea, isn't it?
3: I I just, I can't believe people fall for the Jill Stein thing every fucking four years. I know. It's just like, do your fucking brains get like, just, uh, do you wake up blank every morning? Like, what the fuck is your problem? The woman has never held elected office of any kind. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's this short-term memory issue. That people have in this country, where it's like you, feel, you figure, okay, I'm struggling financially, and that is a very real thing. Even though the economy right now is quite robust, there are some people that it's leaving behind. But it's not because of Democratic policies. It's because of relapsing, remitting, uh, uh, trickle down economics. It's because of significant tax cuts for the wealthiest Americans. I mean, we can go. To, we could do this list all damn day. The economic ideology of the Republican Party has been damaging to regular people start with the recession statistic that i was just talking about and then do the list this is not a joe biden problem this is a republican party problem they have nothing but contempt for the american middle class they have no interest in helping the american middle class other than to tell the american middle class what they should be afraid of and why they should vote for donald trump because of that fear and Mm -hmm. that's the extent of it you know, the, uh, some of the, the biggest victims of Trumpism right now and the brainwashing from Fox News Channel and so forth are middle class Americans who don't yet understand that it's Republican policies that are putting them in this uh, difficult situation financially. Has nothing to do, I assure you, with Joe Biden. Joe Biden has cut the inflation rate by two thirds. I mean, it was 9.1% back in June of 2022. It's now 3.2%. As we were talking about on Stephanie's show yesterday, it was uh, 0% last month. That's obviously not reflecting the year-over-year number, which is 3.2%. But as far as a month, inflation did not increase at all in October so we are absolutely on the right track. Is it going to help every last American who is hurting right now financially? Obviously not, but that, that's an unreasonable expectation to have, I believe. Obviously, we want to do things, and th- the best way to help people who are financially hurting is to elect more Democrats, is to elect a larger majority in Congress so we can you know, pass all of these things that we want to pass. More affordable health care, uh, minimum wage, etc., these are important policies that don't get passed if you've got a Republican Congress because you don't like fucking pronouns that you're unaccustomed to. Yeah, This is remarkably stupid. Yes, gas is $3 a gallon. But you know what, is fascism worth that? Is worth ameliorating that even though it's not gonna ameliorate that? Even though it's gonna make it worse? All you got to do is look at Donald Trump's history and Republican history and you will find a party and, of course, a monster who wants nothing to do with fixing these problems. All Donald Trump wants to do is to seize power and become a Vladimir Putin-style kleptocratic dictator for life. That's exactly what is underway right now. And this whole thing about, well, let's try him out because gas is $3 is... (laughs) I, I just I can't even describe how uh, a short-sighted and knee-jerk that choice that is. It's
3: kind of like saying, "Hmm, I am coughing and I can't breathe. Let's have some dewormer."
2: <laughs> right? <You know>? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, I mean, here's, a, here's an example of the sort of thing I'm talking about. And this obviously is separate. This has to do with Project 2025 and Donald Trump's aforementioned plans of being dictator for life, being a Putin-style kleptocrat who's going to use his occupation of the White House and, of course, the installation of 54,000 loyalists in the federal bureaucracy to pilfer taxpayer money and stick it into his own gigantic pockets. But on top of that, he will not leave. If he wins in 2024, in 2028, he will not leave office, even though constitutionally he has to, per the 25th Amendment, he can't run for another term. He believes that that term that will start in 2025 is going to be a redo of his first term. He's talked about that in all of his rallies. Every single rally, ask Hal Sparks, he covers every single one of those things. Donald Trump keeps saying he deserves a redo of his first term because of the Russia investigation. And what's one of the ways he's gonna stay in office? Well, obviously, 54,000 loyalists in the federal bureaucracy, making sure that there are levers for Donald Trump to pull in order to stay in office so that no one removes him. You think they're gonna replace 54,000 federal workers and not touch the U.S. Marshals? Of course they're gonna install loyalists within the U.S. Marshals. The entire Justice Department
3: is they don't be, have a plan for that. They've, they've, it's only because they didn't think of it already. You know? Yeah, I
2: mean. yeah. Well, the entire Justice Department will be under the direct control of the White House if Donald Trump becomes president. Exactly. It That's will, frightening. I know. It will no longer be an independent department. This is going to be a nightmare of epic proportions for a lot of people. So here's Donald Trump on Univision talking about what he plans to do in 2028. And this, by the way, is not just about Democrats. This is also about Republicans who may challenge him. You know, obviously, you get to 2028, and normally, after, it'll be the end of Joe Biden's second term if everything goes well, but it would also be the end of Donald Trump's second term. So naturally, there are gonna be Republicans who are gonna line up for that election. There are gonna be a whole team of Democrats who are gonna line up for that election, obviously. And Donald Trump is going to arrest them. Mm -hmm. At least anyone who's doing well in the polls, he's going to arrest them. And you know how I know that? Because he said it on Univision just last weekend.
0: But yeah, they have done something that allows the next party. I mean, if somebody, if I happen to be president and I see somebody who's doing well and beating me very badly, I say, go down and indict them. Mostly that would be, you know, they would be out of business. They'd be out, they'd be out of the election.
2: There it is. What more evidence do you need than Donald Trump yeah. saying it himself? I mean, he's coming
3: out and saying he's a like, camps. We'll have the most beautiful camps. But, you know, it's just like, <laughs> I mean, really, he's got plans to inter millions of immigrants. And like anybody else who happens to piss him off. It's all there, folks.
2: Yeah. Well, he, and he's not just going to stop there because he will have. 50,000 loyalists inside the federal bureaucracy, including in the FBI, including in the Department of Justice, there is no one who is safe, especially those of us. And I talked about this with Cliff Schechter yesterday. There are those of us who have been out front with our opinions of Donald Trump, with our faces and our names, our real names attached to those opinions. Right. With a modestly profiled uh, uh, status on social media. So it's pretty easy to find us. So there's that, too. I think
3: you're selling yourself short a little. You've got a pretty, you're pretty prominent there, Bob.
2: I No, so I'm, just... I, I'm mid-level podcaster. <laughs> That's where I am. That's fair.
3: That's fair. Yeah, mid. I think so. Mid. Yeah, I, you're yeah. not exactly an unknown quantity.
2: We're not going to be a, a anywhere toward the top of the list. We will be in the second half of the list somewhere. You know, whether it's me, whether it's you guys, Goth Ninjas, Buzz, Cliff Schechter, Kimberly Johnson. Yeah.
4: Once they start, you know, interring, you know, Stephanie, Tom Hartman, Randy Rhodes, et cetera, then we'll be next.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, exactly right.
2: When they start arresting, like, Stephanie and Chris— Mm-hmm. That's when we should like freak out and run to Canada or something, because that—that's yeah, be yeah, when, when Travis
4: to... gets my job back. <laughs> yeah.
2: Jody's gonna bodily
3: throw herself in the way of Charles Pierce so they don't arrest him, and that's—you'll <laughs> sure. get up with the first wave.
2: Yeah. <laughs> that's right. True. Yeah, once they Very pick true. up uh, like Alison Gill, once she goes, then we'll know that we're somewhere next, somewhere in the next few weeks, we can. Uh, start to hunker down and expect a knock at the door from uh, Trump's militias. And I'm joking about that, but you know what? No, you're not. Not inaccurate. Not, not inaccurate. Really,
3: yeah, no. Yeah. No.
2: I mean, this is a guy who feels as though every Democrat, every liberal, every non-Trumper, every non-MAGA We're vermin.
1: Yeah. We're all ver- <laughs> Can
3: we lead you to the vermin thing? I feel like we need like little vermin-y hats, you know? And like I mean, we need to just own like just like they did with the fucking deplorables. We need to fucking roll in this and love it and enjoy it. We are the vermin.
2: <laughs> we need vermin hats. Oh my god. Vermin hats. I like that. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, like
3: little boll weevils and, and rats and mice and all yep. kinds of stuff. And I think Vyman, have- we're Vyman! Okay, you know and what? It gives you so much leeway. You can have antennae, you can have little ears, <laughs> yeah. you can have whiskers. Yeah, I'm in.
2: Well, okay, so coming up here in a second, we're going to talk about why we can't rely on Trump's criminal trials to keep him from winning again. It's really going to come down to us, ultimately, <sighs> whether or not fascism arrives. So we've got to bear that in mind. We'll talk about that here in just a second. Uh, plus, Elon Musk's ongoing anti Semitism. And, uh, and a whole lot more. Oh, George Santos. There's some good news about oh, George Santos. Oh,
3: damn it. See, i got to go to the doctor now. So you oh. guys can ha- you guys can roast George Santos without me. But, oh, You're go- please. What? You're yes.
2: also going to miss Ted Cruz and every Yankees fan screaming at him.
3: Oh, good, good. Go to Mexico, dude. <laughs> it's
2: like- All, right, uh, All right. We're going to take a break here and come back Bye, with folks. More. See you
3: next week. Love you. There he goes. Bye,
2: David. Uh, back with more podcasts right after these words.
1: Find love at first drive, and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business, proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America, and supporting other US businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com.
2: This Razor House And a song called Life Tears Love these guys, yeah Link in the description, of course To download this single yes. Go do it now uh, Go to bobseska.com Find this episode dated 11 16, 23 Click that link, scroll on down And you'll find links to support all the independent recording artists Here on today's show Thank you for doing that And while you're there, make sure to subscribe on our Patreon page Patreon.com Slash Bob Show all right, one of these days, we're going to have a normal Thursday show. I'm, I'm no, got, I've got my fingers crossed for that.
4: Don't, don't say that. Don't say that.
2: Well, I mean, what's the worst that could happen at this
5: point?
4: Well, now, Lonnie, by the way, just plugged in my board. Now it's working. I'm not going to do it right now because we're already on, because I'm not sure I plugged everything back in properly, but apparently it powers on now.
2: Well, you know what? We can edit. We can edit it all together if you want to go use the other mic.
4: Uh, do you want me to try it right now? Do you, are you Yeah, cool let's do it. Yeah,
2: let's, why right. not? Yeah, let's jump hold on. Hold on a second. I mean, what's hold the on. worst hold that please. could happen? Okay. Ex- hold please, let
4: me just test it. All right,
2: first. all right. Okay, you
4: fucker. <laughs> all right. Listening
2: fucker. to Jody screaming at her board. Can you hear me? There you are. Sounds great.
4: Am I too loud, too soft? No,
2: you're just right. Just perfect.
4: Praise Jesus.
2: See? The Lord takes away a David and gives us your microphone back. How about that?
4: Thank you. It was weird because I put it in another room. I was like, get rid of it. And Lonnie goes, well, maybe it's just a fuse. And he was looking at it because maybe it's the power cord. And then he took it into another room. It worked in the other room. Yeah. And then he brought it back in here and we plugged it in and it didn't work in here. And then he plugged it into a different plug and then it worked. And then we plugged it back into the plug that it was always plugged into. And then it started working again. I don't know what's going on.
2: Oh, that's crazy. Is there a light switch attached to the plug? That goes No, on. Uh, everything okay. else
4: that was plugged into that was working.
2: Wow, that's mysterious. Yeah, you know what? If you just wait long enough, things fix themselves. That's uh, that's kind of been my experience. If something's broken in my setup, if I just wait like five minutes, then it'll repair itself. I don't know how that works, but it does. It's mysterious, and uh, I'm not going to question it because I don't want to jinx it. So... <sighs> Right. Jesus All right. Christ. So uh, in Fulton County, Jody, prosecutors have asked a judge to jail one of Trump's co-defendants who was charged in the uh, RICO case down there for his alleged effort to intimidate co-defendants and witnesses, this guy Harrison Floyd. According to CNN, prosecutors point to more than a dozen public statements by Floyd. They say violate the terms of his bond agreement, including ones directly targeting Georgia election worker, Ruby Freeman who is obviously a witness in this case, as well as a victim of this uh, Rico conspiracy. In a Tuesday post on Floyd's account on X, formerly known as Twitter, he questions why his team was accused of leaking videos of conversations between another defendant and prosecutors invoking Freeman. And to be clear here, the leak didn't come from Harrison Floyd. The leak came from this attorney, Jonathan Miller, an attorney for Misty Hampton, who made the confession during an emergency hearing for a protective order following the leak of depositions by Sidney Powell, Jenna Ellis, Ken Cheesebro, Scott Hall. The judge said he would issue a protective order barring the disclosure of certain discovery information by Thursday morning. Look, I'd bet a gazillion dollars that Trump put Harrison Floyd up to that. Because what have I been saying? It doesn't require Donald Trump to himself incite his fanboys or to himself intimidate witnesses or continue to uh, bash members of the court and so forth. All he needs is his flying monkeys to take care of that. And it's very easy to get a signal out to them because all he's got to do is whisper to Don Jr., who, as we know. Don Jr.'s on coke. And then to <laughs> give that signal to whoever, uh, name uh, Dan Bongino, for example. Right. So, meantime, uh, I'm sure you saw this Fonnie Willis interview uh, reported in the in the uh, Washington Post, where she talks about 2025 and what will happen to Donald Trump and when. Right. But she said that. Uh, They're anticipating that the trial will conclude by early 2025, with proceedings probably underway during the final stretch of the 2024 presidential election. So it's possible that Donald Trump doesn't get convicted until after the 2024 election.
4: Uh
2: And that you know what? There may be a conviction, but then there's going to be an appeals process, which Fannie Willis had mentioned obviously we know this, Donald Trump is going to appeal whatever conviction he faces, everything that happens is going to be appealed. This is what his process is. This is his strategy for these legal cases. And so this obviously would be the same as anything else. He's going to appeal this and he's going to drag this out as long as he can. And so I think this is a realistic view, but it also underscores the reality that we can't sit back and rely on the criminal cases to save democracy. That's entirely up to us. We need to do everything we can possibly get done uh, with, with any legal means, obviously, uh, in order to make sure that Joe Biden gets reelected and in order to make sure Democrats win majorities in Congress. We have to do this. And waiting for Fonnie Willis or waiting for Judge Angoran or anyone else, uh, Jack Smith, etc., cetera, I think would be a gigantic mistake. Right. And I'm not necessarily saying that we're going to do that. I don't get the sense that we're all just sort of sitting on our hands and going, well, we're waiting for the judge to take care of it. We're waiting for Fonnie Willis. We're waiting for God, Eileen Cannon or whatever. Right. That's is not going to fly. We just have to continue to do the hard work of making sure uh, Donald Trump loses, making sure Joe Biden wins, making sure more Democrats win. So there's that. It's up to all of us. Uh, yep. Meantime. Elon Musk's ongoing anti-Semitism. And I still can't believe, Jody, that there are reputable corporations that are buying advertising on that website. Mm-hmm. Knowing what he is all about. Elon Musk was responding to someone else's anti-Semitic screed on Twitter. Right. So this guy posts this thing and says, okay, Jewish communities have been pushing the exact kind of dialectical hatred against whites that they claim to want people to stop using against them. I'm deeply disinterested in giving the tiniest shit now about Western Jewish populations coming to the disturbing blank, 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 continues on and on. I'm not going to read the rest of that. But Elon Musk's response was, you have said the actual truth. No! No! So Elon Musk agrees that uh, there is some kind of equivalence between people saying mean things about white people versus people saying mean things about Jewish people. Yeah, right. This is exactly the same. It's really a white people who are being persecuted here. Mm-hmm. It's not a Jewish people. There's no history of that no. going on. No, no. no. But uh, that's obviously to be expected from this guy at this point. Um, it, by the way, if you're paying Elon Musk to advertise on Twitter, I just say if there happen to be any of these advertisers listening to the podcast right now, or if you're considering paying Elon Musk to advertise on Twitter. I know it's bargain basement prices right now because he's so desperate. But what's happening is, well, first of all, fuck you. Don't do it. (laughs) Don't give Elon Musk any money. I don't care how desperate you might be for attention for your business or your uh, profile on social media. But second of all, you're paying an anti-Semite in order to have your account blocked by the rest of us. Because that's an actual thing. I mean, we're all going around. Every time I see an advertisement, at least, I just block that advertiser. I don't care who it is. Same. If you're paying an anti-Semite for people to see your social media profile, your social media advertisements, you're paying an (laughs) anti-Semite. That's a problem. And that's not something that I'm willing to forgive. So at least on my behalf, I I must have... Tens of thousands of blocked accounts at this point, because like it's almost like that the Lucy chocolate factory scene where (laughs) where there's the conveyor belt and they're stacking up and she can't get them fast enough. And that's me blocking people on Twitter who advertise on that platform. It's just a dumb idea. And it's very easy to find them, by the way. There's a little gray word that says ad in the upper right corner of the tweet. Mm -hmm. Every time you see one of those block, block, block. It's as easy as that. Yep. When's it going to go away? It's about time.
4: Soon. It's, it's on its way. I mean, you know, I, we'll be able to afford to buy it soon.
2: Yeah. Well, meantime, uh, apparently a lot of people are getting their news from TikTok now. Yeah. Which is horrifying. Yeah. According to a new Pew Research analysis exploring the different ways Americans get news, including on social media, news websites, TV, radio, and podcasts, find that the percentage of TikTok users who regularly get news on the app has increased from 22% in 2020 to 43% in 2023. Wow. In addition, news consumers on X, formerly named Twitter, are about equally likely to be from each party. 46% of Americans who regularly get news on X are Republicans or lean Republicans. 49% are Democrats or lean Democratic. These findings are based on a survey of 8,800 U.S. adults conducted from September 25 to October 1, 2023. Additional key findings include digital device preference continues to increase. Americans are roughly twice as likely to say they prefer getting news on digital devices, 58%, as television, 27%. Wow. You know, it's interesting about that, as we've been mentioning occasionally here and there whenever the topic of Fox News comes up is Ultimately, the Fox News audience as a cross-section of American voters, especially likely voters, is relatively small. Yeah. It's not a gigantic group of people. However, it's, the brainwashing starts there, and then right. it kind of bleeds out into the rest of the Republican population. So, it, you know, a lot of the disinformation starts on Fox News Channel, and then it just gets repeated. So it's almost like many more people watch Fox News channel without actually watching Fox News channel.
4: Well yeah, it'll get sense. amplified on the Twitters and the Telegrams and yeah. the Truth Essentials and all of those things and it'll just keep going that way, yeah.
2: But I mean, if you're getting your news on TikTok, please stop. I mean, seriously, please stop. There are other places to get your news from that are just as easy to get to as TikTok. But TikTok is just a it's just chaotic over there. It's just I can't wrap my head around TikTok. It just seems like a lot of people jacked up on Adderall, screaming into their telephones with a bunch of other junk on the screen. Yeah. And that's essentially it. I mean, if you've never been on TikTok, what I just described right there, that's a pretty good summation <laughs> of what you can expect from that particular platform. It's just, it's one of those places where you just take one look and go, well, this is where news goes to die. This is where facts go to die. This is just utter madness. You know, like that that noise at the end of TikTok videos, that boom, bleep, That noise? Yeah, yeah. That's going to be the last sound people hear before the world explodes. So just, hey, happy weekend, everybody. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so coming up here in just a second, we're going to talk about George Santos, some good news there. And we're going to listen to a bunch of New Yorkers screaming at Ted Cruz. Can't wait for this. Uh, More podcasts coming up
0: right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: Jaffe and a song called Island of Lost Souls
5: yeah
2: one of the best goddamn singers we play here on the podcast so grateful to be able to share Matt Jaffe's work here on the show and by the way, I had a nice uh, little chat with Renee Trossman, who uh, provided uh, the song Another Shooter. We used that uh, in the uh, Charlie Pierce JFK episode of the podcast, which, I by know. the way, it, in case you missed it, you're going to be able to hear it again uh, next Wednesday because we're going to be off. Uh, Wednesday and Thursday next week. So there will be best of shows both of those days. There will be a new show with Buzz on Tuesday, but after that we're going to break for the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, take a couple of the days there to spend with our families, et cetera, et cetera, and uh, celebrate the holiday. Plus, uh, I think uh, the usual two-week break over the actual holidays, over the Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year's period of time there. Uh, just I, I'll have more information on exactly when those days are. But just so you know, uh, coming up on the Friday after-party, starting on December 1st, and then the subsequent two after-parties after that on our Patreon page... Kimberly and I are going to be doing 80s shows. We're going to be going through year by year the 1980s talking about uh, music and movies and television shows and pop culture and what we were doing in the 80s year by year going on through talking about that decade uh, In basically doing a deep dive into all of that crap. And uh, we thought it'd be a fun way to end the year, do a little bit of a nostalgia, way back machine kind of stuff. And so uh, that's all happening on the Friday after party on the Patreon page, uh, the patreon.com slash Bob. Bob Seska Show. Sign up for $10 a month. Not only will you get the Friday after party with me and Kimberly, but also two Shadow Docket shows uh, every single week, every Tuesday and Thursday. Okay. Plus you get access to the app and the chat room in the app, which everyone loves. Lots of things going on in the chat room. So get going. Why don't you? All right. Meantime, some great news and not surprising news that George Santos is not running again. For Congress, he is done. Aww. Obviously, yeah, I know it's. Aww. So, is that an unexpected? No one knew. Oh my God, George, that's that's crazy talk. George Santos not running Why again. Why should
4: he resign? I mean,
2: seriously. Yeah, I know. Well, the House Ethics Committee, uh, in a scathing report Thursday, said it has amassed overwhelming evidence of lawbreaking by George Santos of New York that has been sent to the Justice Department. <laughs> ah! concluding flatly that he cannot be trusted. That's an actual quote, cannot be trusted after a month-long investigation into his conduct. And remember now, the Republicans run the House Ethics Committee. So this is a Republican investigation saying that George Santos cannot be trusted. Obviously, we agree, but there's great irony in that statement, given who the leader of their party is. Yeah, (laughs) just saying maybe George Santos isn't the only problem you guys deal with on the cannot be trusted front No shit. Yeah, so shortly after the panel's report was released Santos blasted it in a tweet on X Well, if you're gonna say X you can't say tweet anymore. By the way, just a point of order
4: I still give it its dead name.
2: Yeah, what me too. I mean, why not? It doesn't matter. It's dying. Anyway, we're all gonna be off Twitter a year from now anyway I think after this election cycle, that's going to be it for Twitter. That'll be the last gasp. And then once uh, like January 2025 rolls around, uh, we'll all be on some other platform. I don't know what platform that's going to be. I have no idea. Why is anyone asking me? Stop asking me. I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean, seriously, people stop bothering Bob with that. He does not know.
2: Thank you so much for coming to my defense. Actually, very few people are asking me. They' just occasionally they're like, well, why are you there? Why are you going over there? Why don't you come over here? so I'm, like, I'm doing the best I can with the thousands of social media platforms I have to update these days. Podcast people problems, right? Um, so anyway, so he's not going to be seeking a second term. he He called it a political smear. <laughs> Because of course he did. He gave no indication, however, that he would step aside before his term ends next year, vowing to pursue his conservative values in my remaining time in Congress. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Yeah. But a renewed effort to expel him from the House was quickly launched. The House could vote on his expulsion as soon as it returns from the Thanksgiving holiday later this month. So get your head of lettuce versus George Santos video ready. Meantime, Ted Cruz, I don't know if you saw this, Jody, but he had a shitty night at Yankee Stadium. Aww. Yeah, I know. It's so sad. The thing is, I don't think it's airable. I don't think Stephanie could even play it on her show. Oh, is that bad? The, yeah. It's a lot of New Yorkers screaming obscenities at Ted Cruz at Yankee <laughs> Stadium. Listen to this. This will make you happy. Get your Schadenfreude on. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. All
2: right, you'll hear it here in a second.
0: Oh, fuck you, you racist piece of shit! There it is. Fuck <laughs> you! Fuck you, man! You suck! You, you fucking suck. suck, dude! You're a disgrace! You go to fucking hell! You're Everyone Trump calls your wife ugly! A when
2: Trump called your wife ugly and then you nominated him you. I love that that guy's trying to have a conversation with I you love remember, that remember that time that Donald Trump called your wife ugly and then you nominated him it's like oh the, I love it I love when jeering is in the form of a question it's so perfect all right more
0: yeah.
2: And by the way, Ted Cruz is there just with a that slimy grin on his face, shaking hands, hobnobbing. Right. And then these guys, these mooks, are screaming their ass off right in his face. <laughs> hey, fuck you. Do you remember when Donald Trump uh, owned you in that debate, et cetera?
0: <laughs> Yo, wow. go, Get, for get the fuck out you of New suck. York. Get out of New York. Trump called your wife ugly motherfucker. You, you, you here. ugly you fuck. Suck. Get the you fuck suck. out of here. He might.
4: Oh, I'm getting that for Stephanie. Yeah, that's, I'm just pumping. I'm going to have in. to work a lot for it, but I'm getting that. She will
2: be so happy. <laughs> I'm just pumping that into my veins right now. I just love every second of that.
4: I love that.
2: Yeah. And you know, who's also been getting shit like that is uh, Donald Trump. Yep. There's been, maybe it's that same guy who holds up the treason sign. Maybe. But there was someone outside of, I want to say, either the courtroom or some fundraiser he was going into. And uh, I, I want to say it was the the courtroom in New York City for the uh, the Letitia James uh, civil trial. And someone was yelling through a megaphone, just screaming at him, which is... And, <laughs> and quite honestly, they were a lot more polite than I would have been.
5: Oh, if, yeah.
2: If I had the opportunity to say anything to Donald Trump... <laughs> It's probably a good idea that I'm not in the presence of Donald Trump ever and probably never will be because of my mouth. I would probably say some pretty horrendous things that might get me in legal trouble. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, suffice to say, it's a good thing I don't have a megaphone and extra spare time to follow Donald Trump around. But got to make Ted Cruz feel really good. Hey, maybe uh, the next Yankees game. Is there another one? Are we at the end of the season? Is it all done? (laughs) Is baseball done? Can we have more of that, please? Because it felt really good to listen to uh, Ted Cruz get that level of comeuppance. Uh, (laughs) More like that, please. Thank you very much. Okay. That was not bad. We were able to uh, fix your microphone. Yep. Part of the way through the show. Uh, Even though we lost David, he will be back in two weeks As I said, there will be no Thursday show next week. We're going to post a best of. Same with Wednesday's show as well. So get ready for that. Meantime, on the Shadow Rocket portion of the show on the Patreon page, we're going to talk about uh, what happened yesterday between Joe Biden and President Xi of the big, beautiful chocolate cake. (laughs) Joe Biden had a hell of a great press conference yesterday. He did. I think we're, we're burying the lead a little bit with that. Yeah. Because... He was rock solid in
1: mm-hmm. that press
2: conference mm-hmm. a- and the, one of the good things that happened is it was, I think it was widely seen, I think a lot of people were talking about it. And I, and I hope it confounded a lot of the people who are like, oh my god, he's so old. Right. I hope that disabused people of that opinion, because it should have, because he did just fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong. And plus, uh, obviously, there's some great news coming out of that summit meeting between uh, Biden and Xi. Well,
4: somebody did ask him, do you still think he's a dictator? He goes, yeah. Yeah, of course. And your point?
5: Right. What?
2: Yeah, I mean, he knows he's a dictator. It's not like he's going to be insulted by that. What is he going to say? What is President Xi going to go? Oh, I'm not a dictator. Are you kidding me? I'm fairly elected. (laughs) No way. That's just not happening. So that's all cool. That's fine. Plus, we've got good polling news for Joe Biden on the, huh, ha. Huh, I'm getting a little exhausted just talking about it, Israel Hamas. Finally. So, yeah, we're going to talk about that good polling news for Joe Biden. And speaking of polls, something's happening in New Hampshire with the Republicans. We're going to talk about that, too. Plus, Candace Owens versus Ben Shapiro. <laughs> One of my favoritest, favoritest things in the whole world. We're going to talk about that, too, coming up on the Shadow Docket, as well as uh, a, a thing or two to say about the uh, protesters at the DNC last night. Yeah. Which was all going down as I first started to talk with John Fugel, saying on his show last night. So uh, we'll get into all of that. $5 a month on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash show Join us, why don't you? Don't miss out. FOMO is a real thing fear of missing out right okay see you over there have a great weekend to everyone else take care bye-bye